You found your home for real sports talk for real sports fans. 1700 KBGG. All right, welcome back. It's the Ken Miller Show, second hour of the program. Uh, we uh, continue up until 2 o'clock, Trent Condon and I do, every Monday through Friday. Tomorrow, Mitch Sherman, uh, ESPN.com. He'll join us at 1220. Look forward to that. He's been uh, in our state the last two weeks. He was at uh, Jack Trice Stadium a couple of weeks ago and in the press box at Kinnick Stadium this past week. Um, have to see if we can get Mitch back this weekend, right? Oklahoma yeah. State pays a visit and then... Right. Follow up the following week, and the next week after that, he can stay in Nebraska and go over to Lincoln and watch the Hawks and uh, Huskers as they finish out the regular season and finish out the Mike Riley tenure, or era, I guess, uh, with Nebraska. Yeah, he's uh, getting to know that little stretch between here and I-80 to Omaha. Uh, I met some friends from over there over the weekend. Did you? From over in uh, Omaha? Well, Council Bluffs. Oh, on Friday night, yeah. So you had the uh, Council Bluffs, uh, Council Bluffs, say, Blake? Lewis Central. Lewis Central. Yep. Um, and, of course, Ankeny Centennial. Yep. And I, was, I, was, I had nothing to do. I, was, I, I handicapped the Breeders' Cup, but I, there was no game that moved the needle. So I spent a lot of time on Twitter, and I saw your little uh, Dugan, the quarterback. Yeah. I guess was um, you know, pretty vocal on the field, right? Had a lot to say. And uh, at what point? Uh, now, what's the score when he's you know lipping off the way he was? A couple of times early, mm-hmm. but more in the second quarter when they were down. I mean, it was twenty four nothing at the half, and it was a lot during the second quarter. So Centennial just dominated the football game. Yeah, right. big plays early on. They Centennial was running the football as the Pizzettis do. Uh, who has the football? You, Nobody does that, knows. Does that still as a, as a guy that does play by play? Yeah. Does it still confound you? Uh, I've done enough of their games where I have a better idea. When the first time I did one of their games, though, and it was with Landing, mm-hmm. no clue, right? <laughs> Until you see it. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I mean, You're I have a better safe idea. To say in that year, though, that just say Landing, right? Yes, yeah, right, right. <laughs> but it is you kind of do figure it out and pick it up. And plus, it's radio. Where if you're a touch behind, right, that's okay. Yeah, that's okay. It's different than Nobody being on television, it. <laughs> right? Right. If I'm ten seconds, they're relying behind, on you. They're relying on mm-hmm. me, and uh, I passed along the Max Duggan, the highly recruited quarterback, Penn State, Georgia, significant offers, big time offers as a junior quarterback. Mm-hmm. He had a lot to say. Four different times in the first half, the ref had to walk him back to the huddle. I've never, I've seen that happen a time, maybe two. So what was getting under his skin, Trent? I. I don't know. I a lot well, a late couple, hits was it chippy? Yeah. There somebody said that he was getting tugged at under the pile. I never saw that. I don't have a dog so in the fight. It's hard to see. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, from up the press box too. But that's at least with somebody. But yeah, the the Lewis said. Well, the council bluffs people got fired up because I said he was doing a lot of talking. He was doing a lot of talking. Mm-hmm. His father's the head coach. Mm-hmm. His father got a flag at one point late in the first half. Not for yelling at the refs. That's why the flag was thrown. So he, the refs thought that he was yelling yes. at them. Gotcha. And then they realized, oh, he's yelling at his team to get back to the huddle and stop talking. At his talking. team or at his son or his Probably quarterback. His, his we don't quarterback. Right. right. At his quarterback, get back to the Who huddle. Who happens to be his son. They picked up the flag. They waved mm-hmm. it off because he wasn't screaming at the officials. And he didn't finish the game, right? He got hurt? He got hurt. Also, the quarterback for Centennial got hurt. And as mm. we get ready for Dowling, Centennial 2 up at the Dome. And Dowling's got a little chip on their shoulder from earlier yes. in the year with that to rematch, I yeah. would think. Without Chance Gibbons, it's going to be difficult. Gibbons a real good athlete, mm-hmm. kid that can move around and, and in that offense, you know, make plays that way. And Centennial actually threw the ball more than normal. 
at least in the first half before Evans went down. But they're going to need him. We'll keep an eye on that, obviously, all week long. And have the call from the Dome Friday night. And hello and, to everybody in Council Tucky. Yeah, <laughs> Council Tucky. Uh, the 7 o'clock kick? Yes, seven oh six, I believe. You know, mm-hmm. you got TV and all that stuff. But. So you'll have the uh, well, Dowling will be there. So I was going to say you'll have the exclusive radio call, but that won't be the case because they're over there. They'll right? be over there. And they too. have their own radio network for yes, crying out loud. Absolutely. Uh, what stuck with you from high school football? I now know. You, I know you were at the game, so mm-hmm. you didn't have an opportunity to see a ton. There was so much going on at two thirty in the afternoon. Mm-hmm. It, it was. I'd love to follow Bedlam. I mean, Bedlam was. It was a Big 12 game, right? It was a Big 12 shootout at what it, is what it was. It was a really good game, Trent. Yeah. You know, and again, I didn't see a ton because I'm – what I do is I tape both games mm-hmm. and I'll watch like five minutes of Iowa. Then I'll watch five minutes of Iowa State. So then I'll try and stay away from the bottom ticker. And if I do it right, I have no idea what's going on because last thing I want to know is, oh, the ticker just spoiled it for me. There's a touchdown, right? right? So – I didn't see a lot of Bedlam until both of the locals finished up. But the last part of that game, I mean, it it, it comes by its name, honestly. Mm-hmm. It was crazy, the finish of that game. Well, and you have two teams that know they have to win out to be in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Now, there is still chaos that can happen. We very well could see two-loss champion from the Pac-12, two-loss champion from the ACC, mm-hmm. two-loss champion from the Big Ten, two-loss champion from the Big 12. That happens. Who are you putting in? Well, I honestly, Trent, and let, let's just good good conversation here. Let's say Notre Dame does what we think Notre Dame, and this this week's the most difficult game in my opinion. I, I'm, I think they'll beat Stanford. I really do. Navy's Navy's no tricky. I get you, but I think I think I think Notre Dame is is really good. Yeah. So if it is, look, if Georgia and, and Alabama get to the champ uh, the, the SEC championship game unbeaten, they're the losers falling to four. Yeah, they're they're getting in, and then we get a rematch. Oh, the yeah. losers falling to three. Falling to three, but Auburn. All the- you know what? That's excellent point. We, I know. I don't want to see a rematch exactly. in the semi. I'd much rather see it in the final because I still think they're the two best teams in college football. Auburn beats Georgia this week. I don't though. think they will, but they could. And then you're talking about then a loss in the SEC championship yep. game for yep. Georgia. They got two losses. You know what? This, this it just proves that we've we've tried to. I, I tried to steer this conversation one way, <laughs> and you've taken. And you're right to do it. By the way, there there's so much to be played. Yes. It's it's just kind of it doesn't make a lot of sense to even try with this conversation, you know the the Big Ten thing. What if Wisconsin's? How does the committee leave out a thirteen and zero Big Ten champion? You can't. You can't. You right? can't. Even though their schedule is not difficult, mm-hmm. this is an easier schedule than Iowa played two years ago. Mm-hmm. It is. Mm-hmm. It's much easier. BYU. So that's more for- impressive than Oklahoma. What they that would say their their body of work would be a loss to Iowa State. Mm-hmm. Won the Big 12 championship, maybe beat Oklahoma State back-to-back or twice, or maybe it's TCU who's really good in their maybe own right. Maybe it's Iowa State, and they make amends to that of the Cyclones maybe. win this week. You know, you're 100% right. Maybe it's Iowa State. Yeah, it's, there, there's so many paths still out there. Mm-hmm. that, And that's why I asked Bama the Washington one question earlier, because yeah. I think there's a path for them. Yes. I, even though their non-conference was not very difficult, their conference schedule, mm-hmm. their crossovers were not difficult. They didn't get USC this year. You know, they're, And this Friday night, and it's just too bad the damn game starts at 9.30. Yeah. I mean, come on. it's I think it's FS1, 9.30. That's 10.30 in the East. I mean, You know what I'll be listening to on my drive back oh, from Cedar Falls? Yeah, I'm, I'm excited. You'll have some company, right? Yes, you'll yes. have some company with that game. <laughs> um, but point being is you know, we can have these, all these conversations, but... 
And and I was kind of laughing this weekend, the national narrative. The Big Ten is dead. Well, first of all, you still have an undefeated Wisconsin, so mm-hmm. it's not dead. Mm-hmm. And secondly, like I said, there's so many paths to have. Michigan so many... State's alive. Ohio State is not dead yet either. You don't think they are? They're not. And an 11-2 and Ohio State team. We've seen twice them get the benefit of the doubt to get in. Mm-hmm. Twice in three years. Beat 55 to 20, what was it, 23, whatever it was? They got blown 24. out by Tech in that game, right? I think it ended up, what, 31-24 or something like that. Not but, to the extent that they got right, they got right. just pasted at Kinnick. But you have an 11-2 and team there or an 11-2 and Washington team. So 11-2 and Washington, 11-2 and Ohio State, 11-2 and Oklahoma. 11-2 and Georgia. They lose to Auburn and, two and Georgia. I mean, there, there's so many factors here to get into. It's it's a difficult path. I understand that for Ohio State and the fashion they lost. Mm-hmm. But to say it's completely over, it's not. We so Miami beats Notre Dame away. this week, and they're ten and two. Now that's that's not eleven and two. That's right. ten and two. One less data does point. That, does that keep them out of the conversation at ten and two? I think it probably does with two losses. I I agree with you. Mm-hmm. I agree with you there. It, it's so much fun. I love yeah. the speculation about this and, and the different ways that you can go. Even though the one loss would have been one point to Georgia. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you just said there's a two-loss team now. So in your scenario, yeah. uh, fascinating. It just is. absolutely fascinating. So never jump too quickly to the narratives of this conference is, is dead. dead. Yeah. Because there's a lot of paths out mm-hmm. there. There are paths out there. That the SEC could have two. There are paths out there that'll just be one. And, and the schedule maker, whoever makes these schedules, is so on point this year. There is so much, so many marquee football. I mean, who'd have thought when Notre Dame and Miami were scheduled for the second weekend in November, how big the stakes would be in this football game, Trent? Right. I mean, this is Catholics convicts. Mm-hmm. They made they made a, an ESPN thirty for thirty on this game on this rivalry, <laughs> and it's meaningful for the first time in years again. Miami's the biggest, I think, take away the weekend. Well, two Iowa's win, and what Miami did to Virginia Tech. I wasn't by Miami no, for a second, no. and that's a defense. Boy, yes, they, offensively, still right. challenged. Yeah, but the defense is really, really good. Yep. And now you get Notre Dame, who. Mm-hmm. You know, they can't throw the football still right. very effectively. They can you run know, it. And you asked Bama this question about Alabama uh, when we had him on. In the, yeah. You know, I'm with you on Alabama. And I'm with Bama. Bama thinks the same thing, that this Alabama team is not as unbeatable, maybe, as previous Nick Saban teams have been. Mm-hmm. I mean, I really like the quarterback. I really do. But Bama makes a great point. The injuries are – and you would think that because that's one five-star after another, right? Five-star comes out, another five-star goes in. But it's youth. Did they um, lose two linebackers? Two. Two line. Yeah. Two. One starter. Right. In, in the football game. Uh, and Mika Fitzpatrick, he was – I mean, they took his helmet. He grabbed his helmet and ran back onto the field, which you shouldn't do. Now, LSU's getting better. LSU yeah. – and I've seen LSU matched up with – one of the locals in a potential bowl game must be Iowa State, maybe. Iowa State and Houston, maybe. <laughs> maybe that was it. Maybe yeah. it was Iowa State, LSU, um, uh, in in one of the bowl projections that are out there. But that uh, was another great weekend. That'd train. be a party. Yeah, Cyclone fans finally get off the bull schneid, and they get to party with the bourbon swilling. And there's no sense saving. There's no sense saving your money for March. Right. None. None. Yeah. I mean, the team yesterday, I look, I didn't, I didn't watch it, just followed by, by the reporters on Twitter. Mm-hmm. Um, Donovan Jackson, I guess, impressed somebody. Wigginton's going to be a really nice player. But it's going to be a really different year. 
They're uh, your way. Hilton Coliseum. Yeah, probably. They're your way. Mm-hmm. Which is okay. Right. You made six straight NCAA no, tournaments. I, you're right. But it, they've just been, it's just been so much fun yeah. to, to, you know, to talk about that team as we've done over the, over, over that, uh, that time frame. So, um, you know, spend your money, whether it's, whether it's Houston, I hope, I shouldn't say that because I I don't know. I mean, Orlando isn't that an Orlando guy? Yeah. Well, I don't see you hanging at Disney. It doesn't no, seem like you're kind no, of seen. No, <laughs> no, I'm not doing. <laughs> Is that. that an understatement? Yeah. <laughs> Let's go to a party city, right? Yeah. Like a, the Riverwalk or San um, Antonio. That's the one that I'd have circled. Mm-hmm. San Antonio is so much fun. Mm-hmm. Riverwalk. Houston, I don't know much about Houston. I've only been once, and it was very, very briefly. Spent the night there. Um, ironically, it was flooded. Oh, really? It must be an awful drainage system. Yeah. It was after Super Bowl thirty-one. Okay. It was in New Orleans. We flew to Houston. Huh. <laughs> guess, who, guess who made the flight arrangements? <laughs> I got to guess. Yeah. But <laughs> uh, it wasn't awful, right? Because sure. I'd never seen that part of the country, so we drove from Houston to New Orleans. A couple hours? I don't remember. It didn't seem like it was that bad of a yeah. drive. It really didn't. It wasn't that. Just, like we had the Super Bowl, right? It was, it was New England. It was Green Bay. It was far of Super Bowl win. It was phenomenal. Desmond Howard, the MVP of that game. Mm-hmm. Um, Andre Risen scoring early in that football game. Reggie White getting his Super Bowl ring. Uh, that was that was great. I mean, I've been fortunate. I've been to three Super Bowls. Three. And they're awesome. Yeah. It's a great, great time. And this one this year, uh, just in the north of us. Yes. I got a sense. We'll talk about this coming up. There's going to be a lot of green. I think invading the Twin Cities. This Eagles team? Yeah. Legit. I'm not just saying that because they kicked the crap out of Denver. It was Start awful. to finish. Do you watch that? Yes. Now, KCCI went away from it. They did, yeah. Because I, I flipped back over. Right. I was screaming at the TV when they did that because, you know what, I anticipated that Philadelphia-Denver is blacked out on the ticket. Yes. So they're forcing me to watch Channel 8. So I figured, oh, you SOBs. I mean, I'm going to go down with the team, right? I'm right, going right. down with that ship. I wanted to watch the end of it. So I figured, I know what I'm going to do. I'm wasting my time. I go over to the NFL ticket, mm-hmm. and the blackout had changed because they switched it around to, it was the Tennessee game I think they put yes. on? Yes, But um, So I didn't miss a play. That's good. I guess. I yeah, because I, I would have thought the same thing. Oh, great. I'm going to be blacked right. out of the game that right. I want to see. It didn't have it. Yeah, you're right. That Philly team is good. They're good, aren't they? Cowboys are getting better, though. Yeah, and you know what? And I agree with the people who said it. Like, Ezekiel is a great player. Dak Prescott doesn't need him. Well, yeah. he, look, he needs him. Right. Yeah. He helps. But Dak Prescott, the level he's playing at. I will take a timeout. Let's go to Ames when we come back. Dylan Mons is with the Ames Tribune. We'll talk to Dylan uh, about the uh, West Virginia game preview a little bit, what's coming up, although Dylan will be here with us on Friday to get a peek at Oklahoma State. It's an 11 o'clock kick. How good is this, right? ABC, Iowa State at 11, mm-hmm. Iowa at 2.30. Now, the Iowa game is an exclusive ABC. There's no mirror. Half the country will see Iowa State, Oklahoma State. Half the country is Boston College and somebody. I don't recall. Anyways, we'll take that. We'll talk to Dylan Moss. He's coming up next. Uh, Trent Conn and myself with you noon to two, Monday through Friday. It's the Ken Miller Show on 1700 KBGG. The Kansas City Chiefs play here. 1700 KBGG. Cap is back. Flag Guy here. We're proud to sponsor the foremost expert on all things Chicago, Dave Kaplan, weekly here on the Ken Miller Show. While Cap has the behind the scenes on your favorite Chicago sports team, we have the flags, Bears, Bulls, Blackhawks, Sox, Cubs. We've got them all. 
Northwestern too. I guess they kind of count. Check out our Chicago flags and a whole lot more online at heartlandflags.com. And peep the retail store too. 3719 Southwest 9, Des Moines. Villaggio Italian Restaurant brings real homemade Italian to you. Fantastic food, great service, and an elegant vibe that feels like home. All your favorites from the original in Norwalk and an expanded menu with the newest location on 100th Street in Urbandale. Plus, one of the best happy hours in the metro from 3 to 6 each weekday. When you're thinking Italian, make it Villaggio. Pizza, pasta, sandwiches, and more. Two locations, Sunset Drive in Norwalk and 100th Street in Urbandale. Villaggio Italian Restaurant. Cumulus Media Des Moines encourages you to shop local, buy local this holiday season. Our local businesses are the lifeblood of our communities and a major driving force for the local economy, contributing to the tax base, which in turn supports our schools and helps to keep our infrastructure updated. Money spent locally supports all of us here and is very important to maintaining our way of life. 1700 KBGG encourages you to shop local this holiday season. Shop local is brought to you by these fine local businesses, The Hall, Total Truck, and Mattress Discounter. Hey, what's up? Rooster emoji here. If you're speeding or driving aggressively on the road, take it from me, you're getting too cocky. Slow down and make zero fatalities your goal in Iowa. At the Home Depot, free carpet insulation means free carpet insulation. And free includes clearing out furniture, ripping out old carpet, hauling it away, even carpeting stairs with no hidden fees. Free installation on carpet 699 bucks or more means free installation. Only at the Home Depot. More saving, more doing. Ballot on carpet priced $1 or more per square foot. Specialty items may be priced separately. Hey, it's Trent Condon here from Jimmy B and TC. If you've been talking and thinking about improving your health, I have an idea for you. Do what I did. Call New Leaf Wellness. My weight had been increasing, my endurance during workouts was waning, and I was just feeling sluggish. New Leaf Wellness put together a program to help me lose weight, improve my energy, and they can do the same for you. Call New Leaf Wellness today at 515-650-1358 to schedule a free, no-obligation consultation. That's 515-650-1358 for New Leaf Wellness. And tell them TC sent you. Greater Des Moines Habitat for Humanity's new Restore is now open in Urbandale. Donations of home improvement items to Restore are sold to the public to support Habitat's mission of building homes, communities, and hope. So donate, shop, and volunteer at your nearest Restore on East Euclid or in Urbandale. Kate here with Food Dudes Delivery. Are you tired of the same old delivery options? Well, Food Dudes Delivery can solve that problem for you. We deliver for restaurants that don't do delivery. Order through us at fooddudesdelivery.com. Food Dudes Delivery offers commercial and residential delivery service along with the option to pre-order. Our delivery rate is always a flat fee. So whether you're ordering $15 for yourself or $300 for a party, it's going to be the same flat fee. We deliver all throughout the metro area, always keeping your food hot and fresh. Food Dudes Delivery has a vast range of food options for you to choose from. So place your order for lunch today, dinner tonight, or your office tomorrow at fooddudesdelivery.com. Since 1993, Wolf Construction has been Des Moines' choice for residential and commercial roofing. From complete re-roofing to small leaks, call Wolf Construction at 225-8866 for your roofing needs. Call 225-8866 to set up your roofing consultation or online at wolfconstruction.net. That's wolfconstruction.net. 
for Wolf Construction. A-plus rating from the Better Business Bureau. WolfConstruction.net. Welcome back. It's the Ken Miller Show on 1700 KBGG, taking you up until uh, 2 o'clock here, uh, as we do every Monday through Friday noon until 2, local sports on your radio or your favorite listening device. Let's head north all the way to Ames, shall we? Dylan Mont's Ames Tribune. He's back from Morgantown. Uh, He was at uh, Matt Campbell's press conference earlier this morning. Dylan joins us to recap and to look ahead. Dylan, Trent and Ken, thanks for coming on, Dylan. How's things? Oh, I'm doing pretty well. How about you guys? Doing fine. How was your travel back from uh, Morgantown? And uh, did you make it, uh, all the flights on time? All the flights were on time. It looked a little dicey uh, at times because apparently there were supposed to be some thunderstorms and some brutal weather going through Chicago. But uh got out of Morgantown at about 11 a.m. Eastern time and got on the plane to, to head back at 5 o'clock the next morning. So it was a short night, but but all safe and sound back here. Good stuff. What's the what's that Morgantown like as far as, you know, the football environment, the the tailgating? Uh, I would think that most Big 12 or Iowa State fans, they've been to a lot of visiting stadiums and experienced a, a Saturday um, at a lot of these places, but Morgantown probably uh, one of the, uh, I would think, one of the least visited. What's it like, uh, uh, the environment at least, uh, Dylan? Yeah, a lot of open flames and moonshine, I think, were some of the things that I saw uh, a lot of. But uh, it's really kind of interesting. It's a different type of place than than any place I've been before. It's not really – I can't really compare it to to anywhere else in the Big 12 or or Iowa or Iowa State or any places like that. It's kind of set amongst the mountains a little bit. Um, Really pretty and, uh, you know, it's really – right around the stadium, I thought it was really kind of compact and – um, there were a lot of people in houses, and uh, certainly there were tailgate lots, but not as many maybe as I thought there'd be. So it was a lot of people in houses and, and just kind of wherever they could plop down and, and set up shop. But a uh, really interesting place to see a game. And, you know, it, it, you know I, I thought it was, it was kind of uh, a unique spot at least uh, like I said, different than anywhere I'd been. Mm, Dylan Mont's Ames Tribune. Dylan, let's get uh, let's get into the game itself. Uh, I thought Iowa State uh, certainly could have left that game uh, with a win. Uh, they were every bit as good as the uh, Mountaineers were on this past Saturday. My biggest takeaway, Dylan, from the game was just some head-scratching decisions by the coaching staff. Um, you know, you're, you're kicking a field goal when you're down at the one-yard line. David Montgomery, all season long, has broke more tackles than, than anyone, uh, certainly I've seen on any given Saturday. The offensive line is not great at run blocking, blocking by any means, but you know he's got most of his yards uh, behind that subpar offensive line and breaking tackles. I was shocked when they lined up to kick that field goal down twenty ten. I get it's a two score game, but you're on the one yard line. I think you give David Montgomery uh, an opportunity to punch it in. Yeah, and I think that is. That's a great point and something that kind of has reminded me of things that have happened in the past. You saw a couple of weeks ago at Texas Tech, they went for it on fourth and, and one or whatever from their own 33-yard line. So that, that's a heck of a tougher spot to be put in than fourth and one on, on the goal line. I, I thought they should have probably gone for it, too. At that point, you have Montgomery. Um, he's capable of getting those yards, and you know, I thought they could have even had Joel Lanning in there yeah. uh, play quarterback, and then it would have given the defense a couple more guys to key on than, than just Montgomery. You'd think at that point they'd be pretty safe to go in and get the yard, and that's kind of what Matt Campbell has said in the past. If we are who we say we are, 
then we can go get that yard. And, um, you know, I get it to a certain extent, his perspective on, on wanting to get the points and kind of keep, keep them in the game and chip away at the lead a little bit. But I think a touchdown there would have just given them a lot of, uh, a lot of juice to go ahead and, and go play good defense like they had been playing in the second half and then really kind of set them up well for later in the game. They come uh, back after the slow start, though, Dylan, and, and play well in the second half, just can't capitalize on some of those opportunities. A- any reason that they got off to a slow start? What was the conversation about that? Yeah, I think a lot of it, obviously, was the big plays that they allowed, which is something they hadn't been doing uh, for most of the season. That On the third play of the game, it was third and eight, and then you know, drop, uh, Will Greer drops in a 55-yard bomb or 63-yard bomb uh, to White, the receiver, yeah. and um, you know, it looked like a touchdown at first, but then it came back, and he had obviously stepped out of bounds. But that can kind of suck the life out of you a little bit, um, set the defense off balance, and then Kim had a uh, an interception there early too. So just everything that could have went wrong early on did go wrong. Um, you know, I, I, as to the reason, uh, not a lot has been made of it. I'm not really sure what it was. It was just kind of, um, you know, one of those things. Some of those things happen in football, but certainly some some things that were head-scratching a little bit as to why, because like I said, that isn't something that Iowa State has done uh, much of all season. But like you said, they came back in the second half and kind of corrected those things, but um, obviously it was a little bit too big a hole to, to climb all the way out of. Yeah, they did some great things on defense. I mean, Sills, yeah, he caught a touchdown pass, but he was basically uh, a, non, a non-factor in the football game. Everett Edwards, I think he was the guy you were referring to that got beat on that long 60-whatever-it-was-yard pass early in the game. He mm-hmm. had a couple of, of bad moments. And you know what surprised me, Dylan, as much as anything in that game is the and, and maybe this was part of the game plan. I don't know why it would have been, but uh, Iowa State's defensive front, which has been terrific, uh, you know, even if they're only rushing three, Wagner's putting pressure on, or Trent or Bailey if they're in the game, and certainly Ray Lima's clogging up the middle. Uh, Will Greer had a pretty um, uh, clean pocket through most of that football game. Now, they didn't let him get out and escape and do anything, but he had plenty of time out there. Lack of pass rush this week from Iowa State. Yeah, and that's kind of one of the other things. And like you said, that three-man rush has kind of served them well for the most part uh, throughout a lot of the season, especially during this last four-game winning streak that they were on. But Matt Campbell talks all the time about wanting to be multiple on defense and be able to show some different things. I thought maybe they would have gone to a four-man front a little bit earlier in the game just to kind of set West Virginia off balance a little bit because I'm sure West Virginia, you know, they, they – prepare for everything as best as possible, but they've been probably looking at a lot of film of that three-man front. If you come out throwing a, a, a four-man front, maybe not even right away, but the second series, third series, um, it, it just shows them a different look and can kind of give you a little bit of, of an advantage there, um, just given how some of the linebackers are playing. there, And it kind of helps Ray Lee out maybe a little bit, and Jaquan Bailey and Brunel Trent, those types of, J.D. Wagner, those types mm-hmm. of guys. So, I thought maybe they would have gone to it a little bit sooner and could have made a difference. But, um, you know, again, uh, Matt Campbell talks about those teaching moments. Uh, those happen for the players, and I think, um, you know, the same could be said for coaches too. Dylan, uh, Ken also asked a little bit there about the run game and having Montgomery and those opportunities. The injury to Kniffle, I know he came back, but you think that could have played a role too in some of those decisions on the fourth and one uh, about not going forward? Is, is him not being 100%? Yeah, maybe a little bit. And then... Um, they're down Bryce Meeker too, and Sean Foster came in and had to play most of the game. So they're they're in kind of a teetering uh, type spot with this offensive line. They can't really afford too many more injuries because 
Uh, right now, they just added the true freshman to the depth chart, and Jacob Bolton, uh, a guy who hasn't played at all this year. So they're really in kind of a tough spot, and that probably enters their mind a little bit. Um, but, but again, it's like we said, uh, if you're the coaches and you're Iowa State, you have to have a little bit more faith maybe in David Montgomery to be able to go get you that yard regardless um, because he had 115 yards uh, on the afternoon against West Virginia. And, and you know, I, I don't know this for sure, but it sure felt like uh, 90 or 95 of them were after contact. For sure. just that, that, that dude just, he, he trucks through guys and, and fights for everything he gets. So I, I think probably that's something, um, you know, maybe you go back, obviously you change it. Hindsight's always twenty twenty. but um, again, another moment to kind of everybody can learn from, you would think. Uh, Dylan, I knew Joel Lanning has been on the football field a whole lot this uh, for the first, uh, what is it, nine games of the regular season. I had no idea. It's 713 snaps, and you broke it down in your Twitter, uh, at Dylan Montz. Uh, 590 uh, snaps on defense, 30 on offense, and 93 on special teams. My good God, that is a workload and a half. 713 snaps. Did you think it was that many? Yeah, I really didn't know. And, you know, those notes came from Mike Green, the Iowa State SID. does does a great job with them, and it's it's surprising. And, um, you know, I think uh, there are guys around the country and offensive linemen maybe for up-tempo teams that play more snaps in a season than that. But when you think about what he's being asked to do in right. the position he plays at middle linebacker, yes. when you think about when he comes in on offense and, and runs the ball, he's getting hit every time. And on special teams, if he's the gunner uh, on the punt team or a kickoff team or, or whatever the case is, um, he's, he's being asked to be physical 100% of those snaps. And it's just it, there's a lot of wear and tear that can go down uh, you know, on a guy with that kind of workload. But, um, you know, it's been amazing how, how put together and stayed put together he's been all season. And, um, you know, and people talk about he could have maybe come into, like I said earlier, uh, to run the ball a little bit against West Virginia. But I think that, like Matt Campbell said today, they're trying to be smart with that and not really overexert him and, uh, because they do need him on defense. And he's been a big reason why that defense has been so successful. So um, they're in kind of a, a, you know, a precarious spot with him, too, on how much to use him and what spots to use him. Um, you know, but Matt Campbell said it again today. It's it's something what he's doing is is almost unheard of. Just kind of the mm-hmm. versatility that he's shown and the workload he's shown. So, um, you know, it's pretty crazy when you think about it. All broken down in this. 713 snaps on the season. Crazy. You know, you mentioned uh, Jacob Bolton, who uh, now shows up on the depth chart uh, heading into the 10th uh, to week 10 of the season. True freshman. Uh, obviously, the, the I, I think probably the goal, the plan, uh, was to be able to get him through this year and, and, and you know, with the, wearing that red shirt before they take it off next year. But are they just down that much uh, depth that, uh, you know, this late into a season – uh, that Jacob Bolton may see the field for the first time, uh, therefore burning the red shirt. Yeah, I think the plan is still to have him red shirt. Um, he's just kind of an insurance policy a little bit back there at offensive line right now, although they do really like him. And Matt Campbell said he's on the depth chart because he did earn that spot to be the backup. And, you know, obviously at this point in the season, you don't want to have to have not played him for nine games and then, you know, not waste his whole year, but essentially burn burn that red shirt and have them used up a year of eligibility. But, um, you know, that's kind of where they sit right now. They're, they're confident and fostered to go out and do the job and play those snaps there. Um, but Bolton's kind of there just as, as like I said, in insurance. So it'll be interesting to see if they get to that point. They use him because the depth is starting to, to wane a little bit on that line. But, um, you know, like, like I said, hopefully 
Um, they can get uh, Josh Kniffel back soon, and then Bryce Meeker is still kind of a question mark. Uh, should be back some point this season, but when that is, uh, is still kind of up in the air too. Basketball team takes the floor for the first time in uh, an official capacity exhibition win against Emporia State. What did you find out about this hoop squad? I think what everybody found out is that it's going to be a work in progress, and uh, there, there's going to have to be a lot of work done. Uh, they they need scoring from some places. They got some from Donovan Jackson. Jacoby Long came in and gave, gave some nice minutes. Lindell Wigginson, I thought, flashed some good things. Um, but they're going to they're going to be some growing pains, and I think that's kind of what Steve promised that even experienced teams have those sorts of things. Last year with all those veterans, it didn't really start clicking fully until February, and this team is trying to gel eight new guys all together, and so there's going to be things that um, you know, you're going to have flashes of, of really positive things, and then there are going to be some things you're like, what the heck are they doing? They, they just look discombobulated, but that's kind of the nature of it with them. So um, they open up in Missouri on Friday, so that's going to be kind mm. of a high-profile first test. So, uh, yeah, it, it, it'll be interesting. Yeah, uh, tell me about Jacoby Long. I I I don't don't know anything about the about him. I think I know he was on the roster last year, um, but but seldom played, right? Yeah, he didn't play much at all last year and was banged up a little bit. He came in as a highly touted kid out of Oklahoma. Um, was kind of um, relegated to to the bench a little bit and couldn't crack the lineup. Obviously, with all those seniors, right. um, he had off season surgery, so he was kind of set back a little there and didn't play much summer ball. Um, but now this is kind of the thing with him, and as well as some of those younger guys, everybody's going to get some sort of opportunity to go out. And um, you know, people have likened it to Naz Long a little bit, and that's unfair maybe to put those kinds of expectations. And I'm not comparing them necessarily with skill set but the same kind of opportunity where Naz didn't really play much his, his first year at Iowa State and then came in, um, got some minutes and made the most of them, and Jacoby's going to have that same kind of thing in front of them. Uh, last thing for me, back back to football to wrap things up. Of course, we'll preview, get our last look with you on Friday. Uh, this Oklahoma State team is, is well, you, you saw the result. I know you were busy and didn't have an opportunity in all likelihood to see any of Bedlam, but uh, it lived up to the name. It was, uh, it was a shootout. It was unbelievable football game. Uh, and Oklahoma State's got some weapons. Now, I know Washington, their gifted receiver, left the game. Have you seen anything on, on his status? Maybe he got back in. I don't recall that he did. Um, but they got a quarterback, they got a running back, they got a whole lot of weapons, and they can score a whole lot of points. This will be a test for the Cyclones. Yeah, uh, Matt Campbell called Mason Rudolph the quarterback. Kind of, he, He's likened him to a robot and kind of a robo-quarterback. He's really... He's a big physical kid, kind of built well to run that Oklahoma State offense, and he's kind of the catalyst behind the whole thing. And like you said, certainly they have running back and you know a guy like Washington, and they have some other complementary pieces that can kind of help uh, bring the offense together. But it, I, to me, it all starts with Mason Rudolph and yep. a guy who who just who just makes it all go. So uh, again, Iowa State defense is going to have another tall task in front of it. Um, they responded, uh, you know, seemingly every time this year, and the, like I said, they'll be asked to do it again. So it should be should be a fun matchup to kind of see how they counteract what Oklahoma State throws at them. No doubt about it. Thank you, Dylan Moss. We will catch up with you on Friday. Get our last look at Oklahoma State and uh, Iowa State. Thanks, Bud. Yeah, thanks, guys. Take care. Yep, see you, Dylan Montz, uh, Ames Tribune, at Ames Trib, or Ames Trib is the uh, website. Uh, Dylan on Twitter is at Dylan Montz. Yeah, they, uh, they face Missouri, Trent.
uh, this weekend. Good in, squad. Yeah, yeah. You think Michael Porter? Not bad, is he? <laughs> that uh, the highlights I saw from the Kansas game. Yeah, he's he's the real legit deal. Yep, it's a fun one to kick things off. It Oof. might not be pretty. I still don't get. You know, it was there was so many you know, Twitter during the game was you know the work in progress, mm-hmm. and that's going to be the story. That's is all about next year. Why not play Drake? Right. Yeah. Had an opportunity, no no penalty, nothing against it. It's not going to be. It's, it's an exhibition game, chance to make some money for a good cause. Your team needs games against. I don't want to call Drake inferior, but you don't. I'm not sure you want to go out there and throw the kids against Mizzou. Well, Minnesota was the other one. I well, understand. I don't want to play them. Right. <laughs> I understand if Frome right. said, right, let, let's, we're, not I, "We're not ready for a top right. 15 team." But Drake, yes, play Drake. Maybe you know that now. I uh, talked to a couple people that have been to Drake practices. They also have a long ways to go. Well, they always do. That's Drake every year, except 2008. It's true. It's yeah, true. I mean, I I don't know if if, if Nico knows what he's getting into. <laughs> I mean, ugh. there's difficult jobs. This mm-hmm. one. Do you, you know the AD? What's his name? Harden got the got the gig. Don't. I talked to a couple Valley people. Brian Harden, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. That only had glowing things to say about him. Well, look at his resume for yeah. crying out loud. I mean, this guy's this guy's worked at Notre Dame, Marquette, Marquette. Yeah, you Pretty know, good place he, to emulate. Right. I'm surprised that they were now. Maybe I mean, he's a Des Moines guy. Yep. Went to Valley High School. Graduated when? Do you think? Do you know? Mid nineties. Mid nineties. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Good for him. Seems like a good coup. I off the top of my head. Yeah. Yeah. Just looking at the resume and the body work, the places he has worked. I, I would think that that's a good hire, but but getting back to Iowa State, why you didn't decide to play that game against Drake is, I just don't understand it. Uh, well, we'll find out Friday. I wonder if there's TV in that game. There has to be. Can you figure that out? Uh, it's uh, SEC Network. That's good. Six Eleven on your Rockstar Direct, Direct TV. TV. Uh, and that's a what tip? That is eight o'clock. Friday. So Night. most of that game, while well, the game will be decided by the time Stanford and uh, Washington yeah, kick yeah. off at nine thirty, you'll be making your way back from the dome at some point. You'll Listen be able to, to John turn. Walters, yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. Listen to John and Eric. Get me home that two hour drive. It is two hours on the button. It doesn't matter which way you go. If you go thirty five uh, up for twenty, or the diagonal, or use the diagonal yeah. it's it's an hour and fifty nine minutes both ways. Yeah, it's not fun coming it's out. Not. It. It's not. Well, take time. I will come back, wrap it up, talk a little bit about uh, Monday Night Football, Packers and the Lions. It's an NFC North battle. Get into the Vikings quarterback situation. They've got a decision to make this week. We'll talk about that as we continue on here. Trent Condon, Ken Miller. It's the Ken Miller Show. We're on seventeen hundred KBGG. Sunday night, Monday night, and Thursday night football from Westwood One, only on 1700 KBGG. Guys, are you ready to begin your journey to live life better? Are you feeling tired and worn down or looking to improve performance and drive in the bedroom? Looking to burn fat and gain muscle? Then it's time to contact New Leaf Wellness. New Leaf Wellness offers a free, no-obligation consultation. Dr. Robert Seaman and the New Leaf staff will help craft a plan dedicated to you. From testosterone replacement therapy, advanced weight loss, to nutritional therapy, New Leaf Wellness strives to find the plan that will improve your quality of life. Dr. Robert Seaman and New Leaf Wellness. Give them a call today at 515-650-1358. Again, 515-650-1358 for New Leaf Wellness. One more time, 515-650-1358. It's time to live life better with New Leaf Wellness. Call 515-650-1358. 
That's 515-650-1358. At Discover, we believe anniversaries should be a time of celebration, not obligation. That's why we think annual fees are ridiculous. And now just for giving us a try, we're going to give new card members a one-year anniversary gift they'll never forget. At the end of your first year, we'll match all the cash back you've earned dollar for dollar. No caps and no catches, because we know if you try us, you'll like us. And that's worth every penny. Try it and believe it at discover.com slash match. Cashback match offer only for new card members. Limitations apply. Pushing snow with a Fisher Plows Extreme V V-Plow that you'll find at Shuling Hitch isn't just a job this winter. It's kind of a rush, too. The Extreme V V-Plow can change from V to straight to scoop. It's versatile and efficient. With the exclusive Fisher Trip Edge design and fast hydraulics, you'll get the job done faster. Shop for your new Fisher Plows blade at Shuling Hitch Company. Two locations off 2nd north of the Interstate Des Moines and Alexander Avenue in Ames or shulinghitch.com. Welcome to Geico's Motorcycle Meanderings. Oh man, this is great. I sure saved a lot of money by switching to Geico. Scored some big savings and now I can use their mobile app 24-7 for all sorts of stuff. Life just makes sense now. What doesn't make sense is if we call bicycles bikes and tricycles trikes, shouldn't we call motorcycles mics? Maybe a bunch of guys named Mike teamed up and put a stop to it. Geico Motorcycle. Savings that make sense. It's the Veterans Day sale at JCPenney. Saturday and Sunday, save up to 60% on select mattresses from your favorite brands like Sealy, Serta, Stearns & Foster, and Beautyrest. Plus, get an extra 25% off mattresses with your coupon. Plus, get up to 60 months special financing on qualifying purchases. Don't sleep on it. Get to JCPenney this weekend. JCPenney. Coupon valid 11-9 through 11-12. Some exclusions apply. Financing terms 11-1 through 11-29. Must request a time of purchase. Subject to credit approval. Minimum monthly payments required. See store or jcp.com for details. If you're a pro, you don't buy a little of this or that. You buy a lot of this or that. And at The Home Depot, you save even more. Save up to 15% in bulk discounts on select pro-grade products from top brands like 3M, Loctite, and Liquid Nails. As a pro, you work hard for your money. You shouldn't have to work hard to save it. Up to 15% in bulk discounts on select pro-grade products. Only at The Home Depot. More saving, more doing. See store for details. Special Olympics Iowa will host their annual state bowling competition on Saturday, November the 18th at Bowlerama and Merle Hay Lanes in Des Moines. Bowling sessions will begin at 9.30 in the morning and continue throughout the day. Bowling is one of the most popular Special Olympic sports. It is a particularly beneficial sport to people with intellectual disabilities, regardless of their age or sports abilities, since it ensures participation and social integration. Plus, it's great fun. Athletes will participate in singles, doubles, unified doubles, or unified team play. Come out to Bowlerama or Merle Hay Lanes on Saturday, November the 18th to cheer these athletes on as they bowl. If you're interested in volunteering for Special Olympics Iowa State Bowling Tournament, go to soiowa.org backslash volunteer to get signed up today. For more information about Special Olympics Iowa, log on to soiowa.org or call the state office at 515-986-5520. Are you in the mood for real, classic, homemade Italian food? Well, I have the spot for you. It's Villaggio. Two locations. The newest location in Urbandale, 2675 100th Street. The original in Norwalk. Classic dishes like cavatelli, spaghetti, lasagna, and vodka rigatoni. Top-notch pizza and awesome sandwiches. A great happy hour and Italian done right. Villaggio. 
You ever wonder what you look like with a full, natural head of hair? Well, find out. Mr. Executive lets you try before you buy. Get real hair again and a lease with options. Mr. Executive offers a 90-day lease for just $200. At the end of 90 days, if you decide to keep your new hair, the initial investment goes toward the purchase price. Look, don't spend any more money on potions and lotions that don't work. Check the latest in hair replacement online at MRExecutive.com or call 274-4049. Mr. Executive, 70th and University in Windsor Heights. Show 1700 KBGG, KBGG, your home of Westwood One Sports, which uh, makes it possible uh, for this very station to carry Sunday night football, Monday night football, the entire NFL playoffs, including the Super Bowl, Green Bay and Detroit tonight, Trent Conant, it's the NFC North, uh, your team, look, your team's at the bye at three and five, the the Bears, <laughs> That's not bad for the Bears, right? I think the Bears might be better than most thought. You yeah. thought? Oh, absolutely. I thought I had them at one and seven. Okay. When I had W and L did, I had them at one and seven. And I figured, well, at this point, it'll be Trubisky. Now it went a little earlier. It yeah. was what I was hoping for. I just didn't think it would have happened. But defensively, you could t- see the strides that that the John Fox team does. You know, they're, it's his calling card. And they're getting good over there. Still don't know anything about Trubisky, right? I don't either. I mean, I don't, I'm not sure I'm with you. Yeah, it's a huge question mark. Who do you like tonight? Because I have an opinion on this. Now, listen, the last guy you want to listen to is me this week, right? I got swept. Folks, Ken Miller went. Yeah, that's hard to do. 0-5. Right. Hard to do. And I, I was feeling pretty good about my picks. Um, anyways. <laughs> but I have an opinion tonight. You do? <laughs> yes, I do. I took the Lions on Friday. That's, I'm still alive for a winning week, something that right. neither of us have done very often. I don't think year. you're going to win. Well, maybe like, this is me talking. Sure. I like Green Bay tonight, and here's why. Brett Hundley's had, I mean, everybody said it, but it's, it's the right point, I think. Mm-hmm. The fact that he's had the bye week to familiarize himself again with being a starting quarterback, uh, not in college, but at the NFL level, where he's going to get that opportunity here for the uh, next, I don't know, six weeks or whatever it is. Um it's so big, this game, for both teams. Yes. I don't want to call it an elimination game, but it kind of is, right? If they have any hopes of catching uh, Minnesota, who's 6-2, and two, um, Detroit has to win. Green Bay may be a little, maybe not as desperate, which was a big, maybe, betting angle this week in football. Mm-hmm. Desperation. Yes. Uh, we saw that pay off a couple of times. Um, Detroit's desperate tonight, so maybe you are on the right side. I just talked myself out of the Packers. <laughs> <laughs> just like that, you come full circle and back this way. And that's how I looked at it, too. I think the Lions are better than their record. They're just... Their offensive line's putrid. It is. Close. Now, is Green Bay healthy enough? And that's another thing I want to see with the bye week now. How healthy is this Packers team? Because... Mm-hmm. Before Rodgers went down, that was a story. It was Aaron Rodgers, and that's why he probably should have been the MVP to that point. I agree with you. Because he had so many guys dinged up offensive line. Mm-hmm. I mean, their tackles, Bakhtiari. They and, never played until. Balaga. And maybe last week was the first time, the yeah. last, before the bye, was the first time that they started a game this year together. They didn't have that. Now Martellus Bennett's injured. Uh-huh. Jordy Nelson left that. Uh-huh. Was that a game against Dallas? Is that yeah, what it Mike was? Mike Daniels been out of the lineup yeah. a bunch. I mean, it, on and on and on. And he kept him afloat. Now he's gone. We'll see if they can round into form tonight. I do like Detroit, though. I just think they're a smidge better. You're right, that offensive line, especially after last week, though. And that, that was the reason I took them Friday. 
so many opportunities in the red zone, so many opportunities inside the five, and they couldn't punch it in, where it seems like when that becomes a narrative for a week, mm-hmm. team bounces back. Mm-hmm. So all of a sudden, yeah, the red zone's going to be off. It's going to be a lot better this week. They'll be working on it. They'll be good. And that's kind of the, my justification behind it. But a good matchup. Yeah, it, It'd be more fun if Aaron Rodgers was around, sure. But yeah. for Monday night game. It'd be way more fun if he was around. Because we get the Miami Dolphins again next week in primetime on Monday night. Against who? Oh, I don't even remember. I, I saw it. It's their third consecutive week playing in the primetime. The Dolphins. Thursday night to Sunday night. And next week it'll be Monday night football. Uh, that's awful. Yeah. Well, Sunday night might not be much better, right? Denver stinks, and they've got the Patriots. When the schedule came out, that looked like a pretty good game. Dolphins are in Carolina. For yeah, the Carolina's night. fun to watch. Yeah. Is, well, I like to see McCaffrey get a little bit more involved. All right, the Vikings, Trent, they have to. Um, they have until Wednesday. Wednesday's the 8th, right? Today's the 6th, so Wednesday's yes, yep. the 8th. Wednesday's D-Day for them. They have to decide what to do with Teddy Bridgewater as far as this year, when it comes to this year. Um they can activate him, put him on the active roster, and they. But if they are going to do that, then's when they're there. That's the time they have to. Haven't seen Sam Bradford since he started in one week one, played a half against the Bears. Yes, played a half against the Bears, and hasn't played since. Mm-hmm. Case Keenum has been really good. I mean, we're talking yeah. Case Keenum here, and he's been he's been better than most thought. Moving around a little bit right. back there. Offensive line has made such an upgrade. Yeah. A huge upgrade. Yeah. Now, Teddy Bridgewater, apparently, now this is coming from Mike Florio, who's good friends with Paul Allen, so I'm not sure if PA and, and Florio spent some time talking about. Apparently, Teddy's, for what he's been able to do in practice, he looks as though he's not that far off from if needed, because I think Case Keenum's the guy, don't you? I yes, mean, how do you not... Stick with him. Right. Because when you went to Bradford and he was quote-unquote fine, mm-hmm. that's what everybody said going into that, when he was actually in real game action, he couldn't do anything. So you got to keep going down to that. I, I, I'm with you. But I think that you know, with Bradford's uncertainty, um, I think he's probably going to be the odd man out. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I I mean, Slaughter's the other guy in the roster, right? That's a guy nobody's ever heard of. The only reason I do is he was on Denver. He he was with with Denver in preseason. So I watched him play a couple of games. Um, But I'm not sure Bradford plays this year. I think it's probably Case Keenum. And then if he gets hurt, I think Teddy Bridgewater's going to be put on the active roster and he's going to be the next man in if their need uh, need rises. So they couldn't wait on Bridgewater. Well, they could. They can, okay. Yeah, they, they still can do that. Okay. Yeah, but I think you have to you have to put him on the active roster now. So okay. they they don't have to play. They can put him on the active active roster and not play him till week fourteen. The the reason but this is D Day. Gotcha. Because the reason I ask is because also in terms of his contract, if he is on the pup list all season long, right. Then they get an extra they year. Get an, and Bridgewater does want that. At the rookie scale. Yeah, right. yeah. so I'm sure he's clamoring. Mm-hmm. Hey, suit me up. Look, I can see the Vikings. Look what the, look what the Cubs did with Chris Bryant. Yeah. And the uproar that that caused by keeping him in the minors for, what, one extra day or something right. like that? Yeah. I mean, well, of course that's what they're going to do. They're talking about Chris Bryant, for crying out loud. <laughs> he's going to be paid $35, $40 million a year exactly. when he becomes eligible. Yeah, don't start that clock but any, any time before you have to, right? So I I don't know it'll be I I think Teddy Bridgewater is closer to playing this year than some people think and that, and not at the expense of Case Keenum uh-huh. if he's healthy if he falters if he gets dinged up give Bridgewater a chance can you imagine if that happens at home how crazy oh, that fan base would be they love their Teddy Bridgewater mm-hmm. up there and be quite the story from no massive I, story I remember the day we yeah. were 
You, you were sitting over at the other studio. I was. And MediaCom. Here we go. Right. Teddy Bridgewater, and then it's he might lose his leg. Yeah. I mean, it was scary. No, it was Zach Miller's going through it right now. Is yeah. exactly what he's going through, and he he's just getting released today. Did you see that? No, I haven't. He's still in New Orleans in hospital. Oh. Finally, a week later. Gonna, a week later. later. Yeah. He's finally going to see his way out. Unbelievable. All right, so uh, you and Jimmy B today from 4 until 6. Uh, is 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 Jimmy going to grace us with his yes, presence Yes, he's, he's back from vacation, so mm-hmm. he'll be raring to go at 4 o'clock, and well, we'll see what's rattling around in that. Who, who do you have lined up? Do you've got your guest list yeah, yet? Yeah, Tom Kaker will be by. We'll talk some Hawks with him. It mm-hmm. goes without saying you got to talk a little Hawkeyes Absolutely. today. Uh, Sean Tomlinson will be here in the 5 o'clock hour. A lot of NFL talk with him as well. A couple other things we're working on, but uh be fun. A couple more hours of local sports talk to take you home. Indeed. Well, Monday Night Football, we'll have that here uh, as we do each and every Monday night all season long. Uh, oh, you know what I wanted to do in our final 30 seconds, but I don't want to do any promos. I, I want to give your your Panthers a shout-out because yes. they play here as well. That's a big win for you and I this week, and a playoff team now, right? Yeah, yeah, they beat the Coyotes as, as long as they don't stub their toe in the and final And they team. shouldn't, right? No. This is the more difficult of the two. Missouri State's a road game this mm-hmm. weekend, uh, and then it's Indiana State, who's awful. I think they're 0-9. So what does this say about Farley's, what he's done with this team this year? Remember, basically a completely new coaching staff. Mm-hmm. And it, it took a little longer than mm-hmm. maybe some people were hopeful for. That loss to Southern Utah, I think, started to sour people. But here they go, 7-4, and four, back in the playoffs. and A well, home game or no? Possibly. 24-team okay. field, maybe. Okay. Obviously, they won't get a bye. They won't be one of the right, top eight teams right. at 7-4, and four, but... Yeah, I think a chance to get a home game and then see where the chips fall. North Dakota State lost over the weekend. That surprises me. What Bra- happened, you know? Bracket opening up. Well, they played South Dakota. The NBC Football Conference, it's uh-huh. so good. I mean, the old gateway, it was you and I, right, right, and there'd be yeah. one right. team that'd be decent with. This conference, since the Dakota schools have added, mm-hmm. it is top to bottom incredibly difficult. I mean, you got probably seven, eight teams that are playoff worthy that are one of the top 24 teams. Can't put all of them so in, don't stub your toe in these next two weeks and they're in the You're playoffs. In. Good Lock. news. Good for Mark Farley. Good yes. for the Panthers. Good for 1700 KBGG. Trent and I are done. Trent and Jimmy B. Today from 4 until 6. We're back tomorrow noon to 2. We appreciate you listening. It's the Ken Miller Show. We're on 1700 KBGG. You found your home for real sports talk for real sports fans. 1700 KBGG. Black and Cardinal Divide is the first website dedicated to the Cyhawk rivalry. We cover both the Hawkeyes and the Cyclones. This is Cody, and I cover Iowa State. And I'm Derek, his younger brother, who covers the Hawkeyes. We'd like to encourage you to jump over to bcdivide.com. Tune in Wednesdays and Thursday nights as we will talk all things Cyclones and Hawkeyes. Jump over to bcdivide.com. Join us for daily banter and our social media pages at bcdivide. As brothers and fans of different teams, we grew up with a heated Cyhawk rivalry within our own family. Join us at bcdivide.com to embrace the rivalry. At Wolf Construction, we do many large construction projects across the Midwest, but we started as a roofing company, and we're still a roofing company today. At Wolf Construction, we don't just show up with a dumpster and trailer in your driveway. We arrive with a business card in hand, ready to take care of your home. Whether it's a simple roof repair, a complete re-roofing project, or a new construction project, Wolf Construction can handle the job. Call Wolf Construction at 515-225-8866 or visit us on the web at wolfconstruction.net. We're a roofing machine. Bellagio Italian Restaurant brings real homemade Italian to you. 
fantastic food, great service, and an elegant vibe that feels like home. All your favorites from the original in Norwalk and an expanded menu with the newest location on 100th Street in Urbandale. Plus, one of the best happy hours in the metro from 3 to 6 each weekday. When you're thinking Italian, make it Villaggio. Pizza, pasta, sandwiches, and more. Two locations, Sunset Drive in Norwalk and 100th Street in Urbandale. Villaggio Italian Restaurant. Jim Gray from Westwood One here with a Monday Night Football preview brought to you by Jared, the Galleria of Jewelry, turning feelings into jewelry. That's why he went to Jared. Green Bay will be the side as the Packers host the Detroit Lions. After a close loss to the Steelers last week, quarterback Matthew Stafford said they must do a better job of finishing drives. You know, I was happy the way we executed in the field. Our guys are doing a really nice job of, uh, you know, executing some protection checks, and, and our guys in the run game did a good job too, so... Um, there's there's positives to take away from this, you know, but there's obviously some negatives we got to clean up, and, and we've got to, uh, you know, find way to find ways to get points. Green Bay is coming off their bye week without the injured Aaron Rodgers. Kevin Harlan and Boomer Esiason will have the call on Monday Night Football. Remember to listen to Westwood One's coverage of the NFL all season long, right here on the Big Talker, seventeen hundred KBGG. Seriously, it's November. Ready or not, the holidays are coming. So get ready at the Jared Semi-Annual Event, November 10th through 12th. Come enjoy our best prices of the season and discover hundreds of pieces you'll only find at Jared. The Jared Semi-Annual Event. That's why he went to Jared. Some exclusions apply. See Jared.com for details. Napa know-how. Hi, I'm professional football player Larry Fitzgerald, and I know a thing or two about longevity. And the truth is, with the proper maintenance, even an old vehicle can run like new. So if you want your car to have a longer, stronger career, Napa Auto Parts has more than 500,000 quality parts and knowledgeable people to help you out. While it may not be all pro now, with the right quality parts, you can help your ride go the distance. That's Napa know-how. Napa know-how. Des Moines' home for sports, news, and a whole lot more. I'm addicted. Yeah, I listen to you all the time. The Big Talker, 1700 K.